What's up, futurists? Michael here, and you're listening to Our Future, the business podcast for young people. Have you ever been grabbing like a blue bottle of coffee in San Francisco and you'll turn around and a cruise AV is swooping by and has like a no driver? Well, General Motors is invested in the future of autonomous vehicles. They bought Cruise for a billion bucks. And then my next guest, Christy Rasback, chief engineer of autonomous vehicles at GM, took up the challenge to marry her company's expertise in building vehicles with the advanced technology and software at the heart of AVs. Hope you guys enjoy. Let's talk cars without drivers. You've had this crazy career at GM, 24 years. When did you start to hear more about autonomous? When did you see it as, hey, I really want to get involved? Because you've, you've really done some challenging stuff. Like you chose to work on chassis, which is not easy. Did you see this as like the next big challenge for you at the company to like, to grapple and to, to wrangle in? My role had really been mechanical centric um, for the first, I would say, you know, just shy of 20 years of my career. Someone, um, a mentor at the company that I trust challenged me to step outside of my comfort zone. And the way in which they did that was to take on a role that I wasn't necessarily, I didn't have deep background in. And that was electrification. Deep down, I wanted to say, thanks, but you've got the wrong person. I'm a mechanical engineer, right? But then when I really stepped back and thought about it, it's like, no, take this on, challenge yourself, you know, just because it, it plugs in and um, you might have to learn something new about electrification, um, electric components. Why can't you do that? So I thought, yeah, let's, let's do this. So launched that second generation Chevy Bolt. It was a huge challenge. The next um, step there was AV and at a greater um, level of responsibility. So Krista, you were chief engineer of autonomous vehicles at GM. I'd love to hear about what this role means at GM and, mm -hmm. and really what areas of the autonomous car like take up most of your team's thinking on a daily basis. So at GM, the chief engineer for any program, you know, whether it's autonomous, uh, whether it's a, a full-size truck, they're really the chief technical decision maker. What I'm doing every day is leading the GM team in the development of the autonomous vehicle. And specifically what takes up most of our time, we're concerned with taking all of that amazing AV technology and then integrating it into the vehicle, right? We have a lot of expertise in um, manufacturing vehicles or what we do. So when you take that technology and you say integrate it into a vehicle, um, it has to be done and approached a certain way in order for it to be safe. And that's what we're really, really concerned about. Um, so for us, that means taking every critical system in the car and making sure that it has a backup system or a redundant system in case you have a problem, sure. one's going to be there um, you know, to deal with it. Um, and then I'm the lucky person that gets to lead the team um, and make a lot of the tough decisions about how that gets done. And the acquisition of Cruise was huge. What was it like to see the confluence of culture between Cruise and GM, kind of that Silicon Valley mentality, kind of blend into to a legacy automaker? What was it like to navigate that joining together? What you described as confluence, that, that's a great way to think about it. We each bring our own strengths um, to the mission that we're working on. So with GM, it's all of our deep um, expertise in manufacturing. It's vehicle integration, right? This is, um, this is what we do. Cruise's expertise in software, you marry that together um, and 
uh, you know, great things are happening. So uh, we work really, really close together. And I think we learn from one another um, every day. There's, there are many times when I learn something from Cruz, then I have to go back and challenge my team to think about a different way to approach a problem, right? Um, and then oftentimes GM, based on our experience, will do the same thing with Cruz, but we're all one team in the end. So I think it's a really, really powerful combination. Um, and uh, I'll be honest right now, with some of the onset of the COVID and you know not being able to travel, um, you know, clearly we're continuing everything full speed virtually, but, um, you know, not being able to, uh, be in the same room with our partners at Cruise has, um, has definitely added a different spin on this. Um, and, and, you know, I can't wait to be out in San Francisco again. It's, it's always a great day in San Francisco, um, when you're with the Cruise team. Awesome. Yeah. The Bay Area is a lot of fun. San Francisco has really it become is. the battleground for, uh, for AV testing and it's, it's exciting that GM's here. So GM has this really bold statement, and that's zero crashes, zero congestion, and zero emissions, which is this really positive, optimistic slogan, this tagline. And it really is a very evangelical way to look at the future of autonomous cars. It's really the, the, the vision that companies are pushing and one that GM hopes to realize. Is this something that you always kind of have in the back of your mind at your work at GM, that this is the future that we're building? Because to be honest, I'd love to be a part of, of this future, and we all would. I think that um, that vision that you just stated, zero crashes, zero emissions, zero congestion, that drives um, not just the AV team at GM, it, it, it drives the broader team um, every single day. For me, um, it, it consistently recenters me because it, it's all about, um, number one, it, it's the future, right? It's, it's it's taking care of the environment, right? That's the zero emissions piece of it. And GM has made some really, really, um, we've revealed, I think since the last time I was at Michigan, our really bold plan um, for an electric future, um, that, that, that's, that is that vision, right? And that's all about taking care of the environment, um, making the world better, leaving it a better place um, for our children, um, all of that. So that's really important. Um, and when you look at how AVs contribute to that, EVs are really the perfect platform for autonomous technology just because of its zero emissions. When you get to what I'm concerned about every day, with is, which is integrating that AV technology, um, EVs technically, it's just, um, it's a much simpler, it's easier to integrate that technology uh, when you start with an EV. So those two fit together very well. The other part of this, which is really where, um, you know, AVs contribute to that vision is the zero crashes. Um, you know, there are a lot of statistics out there when you think about how many people are killed in accidents every year. It's, it's over, a, you know, a million lives lost every year in traffic accidents. Um, and when you think about the leading cause of those accidents, it's over, it's over 90% are human error. So when you think about the potential of autonomous vehicles to really get at um, reducing the number of crashes, right? Um, and um, take human error out of the equation. That's a vision that I wanna get up and work toward every single day. That makes me feel like my work um, is gonna add value. So it's, it's really exciting to get up and know that we're really the future of the company and the work we're doing every day is, is really moving humanity forward in that way. 
Yeah, so the three zeros really represents a more long-term vision for autonomous vehicles and one that we hope to build one day. But in the more near term, what do you see as the future of the auto- uh, the automotive industry and specifically on the consumer side, do you see like more of a shared services model as opposed to um, you know, single ownership model? It, it definitely feels like we're in this, um, I would call it, it's like a transportation revolution right now, right? GM sees the future as being electric. In terms of autonomous, uh, we see that as you know, being um, a big piece of that too. Um, specifically, we're interested in the opportunities for autonomous in a rideshare environment. Um, you know, that's why we're focusing so much of our development efforts. One of the reasons why we're doing that in San Francisco, um, because we see in some of those more highly populated areas, AV being, um, you know, um, an opportunity for rideshare. When you look at another thing that um, I've been pretty vocal about is um, in terms of the future, you look at the number of people, for example, in the U.S. that have some form of a disability. Um, and the fact that they have um, difficulty accessing the transportation they they need, um, you know, I see a future where um, autonomous vehicles, particularly in a rideshare climate, um, can really help those people get access to the transportation they need. Are there other business models potentially? You know, um, could ABs take on, um, for example, not just rideshare but you know deliveries? I think we're thinking about all of that. But really, the efforts um, right now are focused on, um, you know, making this available for rideshare in the near term. So there's a lot of companies on the block that are battling it out for supremacy in this space, whether it be Google uh, with their Waymo division or Uber uh, or Cruise and and you guys and together with them at GM. Why is GM's approach to autonomous development different? What makes it unique? Number one, it's it's in the way that we integrate all of that AV technology. Um, that's where we draw upon all that experience that I mentioned earlier in our conversation. So for us, it's really important to make sure that all of that tech is integrated from the ground up. When you look at how uh, we manufacture the vehicles, um, how we make sure that it's um, it's designed into the vehicle, not just added to the vehicle. Um, like for example, when you look at um, the development fleet that we have out in San Francisco and the amount of content in that autonomous vehicle that is different from the Chevrolet Bolt, um, which you know the the vehicle is is based on, um, you know, there's roughly, I think it's you know sixty percent unique content. So that that speaks to um, how how we approach it how it's important that it's not exactly the same thing and then and then it, it's just an ad at the end. But that integration is important from a safety perspective and that's also what is unique in our approach. Um, you know, in order to do it safely, you have to have some of those um, deep system redundancies that I t- talked about earlier, right? You have to, it, it's not just the same um, Chevy Bolt. You have to make sure that all the critical systems in the car have a backup. Um, and, and that requires a lot of, in, you know, engineering work and integration to make sure that that's done well. Why should students be working in the space and aspiring, especially engineering students, to join the space? And what does GM look for in talent? You know, one of the really great things about um, starting a career at GM, particularly when you're, you're right out of college, is 
Um, we don't count on you knowing exactly what you want to do um, when you come in. So we have a, um, a really, really terrific rotational program. Um, it actually has a name, we call it TRAC. And what TRAC is, is um, you come in, you join the company, and then for two years, um, every six months, you rotate around to different assignments. Um, you, you, have, you have a voice in what those assignments are, right? It's not us telling you, um, you're gonna do this, 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 and this. We might make suggestions, like for example, in engineering on, um, you know what, you might wanna get, um, an, you know, we, we break it down by pillars. So choose an assignment that's more of a manufacturing or a build pillar, choose one that's a design pillar, um, and then to try to give you a little bit of a breadth of experience so that by the time those first two years are, are up, you, um, you have a really good idea of where you might want to spend a little bit more time or, um, you know, select a more permanent role. And um, that, I will tell you, um, that didn't exist when I joined the company 25 years ago. You kind of hired in and that's where you landed. Um, but, but what a great opportunity um, for um, young, and that's not just in engineering. Um, there are other functions that offer, for example, business. I know um, your, your B-School, right? So um, there are also, you know, business roles, um, marketing roles, et cetera. So when we're looking for people, it's, um, you know, you, you got to want to, you want to have a lot of learning agility. You want to be a lifelong learner. There's not a day here that I don't continue to learn something. I've been around for 25 years. You know, I, I look for that in one of my team members too, having that desire to learn um, and just being passionate about what you're doing. And I find that in this area, in autonomous, I don't have to look very hard to find really passionate early career people. They, they believe in the mission of AV. They want to be a part of it. It's not a tough sell. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Christy Rasback. She's Chief Engineer of Autonomous Vehicles at GM. It was super exciting to talk about self-driving cars with her. I'll be with you guys next on Wednesday. Definitely enjoyed this one. Stay frosty and stay safe out there, guys. Peace out.